When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul, with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul, with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. And the day when my face shall be sighed, the clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trumpet shall resound, and the Lord shall descend, even so. true this morning? I think many of you know the story behind that song. And sometimes in the greatest of loss is when we have to stand there and just say, David spoke to his soul and he would say, soul, do this and soul, do that. Do we do that? Do we understand that we have to understand that we have to tell our souls sometimes what it needs to do? It is well. And I'm going to claim that and proclaim it. This morning, thank you for being here. Um, 
obviously we all know that we've lost something this week, a lot of something or someone. And I was just, as I was picking out songs and meditating on what God had for us this morning, I felt like I could express myself better through song than I can through maybe words. And so just join us this morning. We're missing someone, but let's worship the one who saved her and the one that we have a hope because of we will see Mama again someday because our hope is there in him. It's not it's not gone. And um, we just worship the Lord this morning in that. If you have any testimony or anything in between songs or something you want to say about Mom or something that you want to say about what God has done in you and this week, this month, feel free to speak up and just proclaim proclaim the faithfulness of our Lord this morning. Father, I just come before you this morning, Lord, thanking you for who you are and what you have done. And Lord, for your salvation that we have. And because if we call on you, it says that anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. And we know that. And Lord, I just, I'm excited for the glory that mom gets to experience this morning. And the presence that she is in. And I pray, Lord, this morning that we would also be in the presence of the Lord. Even though we may not be there in our in our spiritual bodies, our heavenly bodies, but Lord, that we can be there with you in spirit and that you are here amongst us and that you have not forsaken us, you have not left us and that it can truly be well with my soul because you are alive and well and unchanging. Lord, let it be so this morning as we worship you. Let us sing praises and honor and glory to your name for you are worthy and let us not forget that in Jesus' name. The King of love, my shepherd is, His goodness faileth never. Nothing lack if I am His, and He is mine forever. And He is mine forever. Where streams of living water flow, my ransomed soul he leadeth. And where the verdant pastures grow, with food celestial feedeth. Never failing, ruler of my heart, everlasting. Lover of my soul on the mountain high or in the valley low, the King of love, my shepherd is. The King of love, my shepherd is. Lost and foolish, off I strayed, yet in love he sought me. And on his shoulder gently lay, and ho, 
home rejoicing brought me. Death's dark veil, I fear no ill. Thee, dear Lord, beside me. Thy rod and staff, my comfort still. Trust before to guide me. Blessed be your name 
When the sun's shining down on me When the world's all as it should be Blessed be your name Blessed be your name On the road marked with suffering Through the pain in the offering Blessed be your name Every blessing you put out, I'll turn back to pray. When the darkness crosses in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name. Because he lives. 
sweet to hold a newborn baby and feel the pride and joy he gives, but greater No wishing for elsewhere 
testimony this morning. We're free. I hope you were shouting that with me because that's how I feel in my heart, that we are free, free forever. I actually don't want that shut off. Can you find that Jesus Loves Me song for me? Reuben, can I have you come out and play kids' songs for me? the extended Jesus loves me on the slides okay the kids can come forward sing this. Oh, man, I should be able to get this mic so you guys can hear me. Okay. You guys hear me now? Okay. Um, we'll try to get... Where's all... Where's Benny? Uh, maybe my children haven't even been here this morning. Um, who else is missing? Did some people get scared? I know he did, didn't he? You going to go back and grab his hand and bring him up here? You want to go get his hand and bring him up here? No? Okay. All right. What's your favorite song? Jesus Loves Me? Well, that's what I'm going to do, but I don't have all the verses. I want to sing that song, though. You got another one for a little bit? Hmm. Quiet. God's not dead? 
God's not dead, no, he is alive. God's not dead, no, he is alive. God's not dead, no, he is alive. I feel him in my hands, feel him in my feet, feel him in my heart, thump. feel him in my soul, Woo! feel him all over me. one you want to see all your parents stand up and do? You don't think of one? Oh, let me see. We could do... Huh? Jesus loves me. Did you get the... They're still getting the words in yet. So we're going to sing that. But I got some other verses I want to do. I got the joy, joy, joy. Wrapped up, tied up. You want to see all them do that? They can't even see you do it behind the post. Ah. Um, we might want to give them something a little easier. They might get all twisted, tangled, and wrapped up doing that. Um, um, Jesus loves me. Everybody wants to sing Jesus loves me this morning. I love that. I'm trying to think of what else we got. What is another good motion song? We don't want to do cast your burdens. We don't want them all laying down on the floor. We're not that Pentecostal. Um, Steve, what are you thinking? Oh, no, Steve. Forgot about Joy, Joy? I like, I like, your, I like your second thoughts better. All right. I got the Joy, Joy, Joy. You guys, you guys got this? Yeah. I've got... No, that ain't right either. D? It's been a while since we've done this. Start it. I'm, I'm, so where's my wife? Why can't I think of it this morning? I can't even get the tune in my head. D? I've got the joy, 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 joy Down in G in my heart Where? Down in my heart it's G. Okay, let's try again. I'm, I'm failing at this. Why in the world? There's the key, honey. You start it. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. In my heart, down in my heart, I've got the joy, joy, down in my heart, down in my heart to stay. And I'm so happy, so very happy. I've got the love, and I'm so happy, 
got the wonderful love of my blessed Redeemer. Down in the depths of my heart, I've got the wonderful love of my blessed Redeemer. Down in the depths of my heart. Down in the depths of my heart to stay. a note on that. Whew. Benny, I'm looking forward to your voice changing. Um. <laughs> All right, you got those words up there now? Pretty close. All right, one more. Uh, oh, we can have them all stand up and do Who's the King of the Jungle. How's that sound? All right, all stand up. Don't you want to see a bunch of guys... You don't want to see a bunch of guys doing that, Sherry? <laughs> All right, guys. It's G again. Who's the king of the jungle? <laughs> Who's the king of the sea? Willy, willy, willy. Who's the king of the universe? And who's the king of me? I tell you, J-E-S-U-S. Yes. He's the king of me, he's the king of the universe, the jungle and the sea, who's the king of the jungle, who's the king of the sea, who's the king of the universe, and who's the king of me, I tell you. stream this morning. <laughs> Who pushed your button anyway? Did you have coffee this morning? No? <laughs> All right. You guys got it now, Pat? I just had two, I thought. Well, not the two second verses. That's what I wanted to do. The reason I want to sing this song this morning is, as Mama took her last breath, this is the song we were singing, and I thought it was so sweet, and then and later on this week, I saw these last two verses. We came across the song in our iPad, and it came across these two verses, and they were so sweet, I was like, man, I wish we'd have known those verses to sing. So I thought it'd be fun to sing them with the children this morning. Can you turn my, we're good, um, can you turn my, or the bass up in the amp or his drums down because I can't even hear my bass just over here playing. All I hear is the drums. <laughs> I know you're back there. <laughs> we stuck you in a box. It didn't help much. <laughs> All right. Jesus loves me. This I know. 
after this life, eternal life, life forever. And it's because of, it's because of what? It's because of Jesus. Jesus said he is the resurrection. That means he is life. Now, you heard, you might have heard Phil tell a story about, or he read some of the verses, and I'm going to read them again. It was about a guy in the Bible named Lazarus. Do you know who Lazarus was? He was Jesus' friend. What happened? He died. Then what happened? Really? Have you ever seen anybody on, on this earth that died and then came to life again? No. Let me tell you the story about it. And I'm going to tell you why, why Jesus uh, did this miracle. So, there was a man named Lazarus. He was very sick. He lived in the town of Bethany with his two sisters, Mary and Martha. So, he was very sick, and the sisters sent a message to Jesus saying, Your dear friend Lazarus is very sick. When Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness won't end in death. This happened for the glory of God and so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. And even though he loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus so much, he stayed away for the next two days. And then he told, I lost my place here. Finally, he told his disciples, let's go to them. Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I will go wake him up. And the disciples said, well, if he's sleeping, he'll soon get better. They thought that Jesus meant that Lazarus was just sleeping like we do during the night. But Jesus had meant that Lazarus had died. Finally, he told them plainly, Lazarus died. And I'm glad that I wasn't there because now you will really believe me. So come, let's go see him. Now, his, uh, Jesus' disciple, Thomas, he was starting to feel really sad about this. And he's like, well, okay, well, let's go and we can die too. He wasn't very impressed that uh, Jesus had stayed away so long that his friend Lazarus had died. So Jesus got there to the little town and and uh, Lazarus' sister Martha came out to him and said, Lord, if you had been here, Lazarus wouldn't have died. You could have made him better. Because they had seen Jesus heal lots and lots of people. I don't think, up to this point, I don't think they saw Jesus raise anybody from the dead. But they had seen him heal lots of people that were sick. So she told him, look, you could have been here. If you would have been here, you could have healed him and then he wouldn't have died. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. He will come alive again. And Martha said, oh yes, I know that in the last day when everybody rises from the dead, he, he will rise. But Jesus told her, I am the resurrection. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who, who lives in me and believes in me will never die. 
Oh, Jesus was telling her that he's in control of, of life and death, and in Jesus, we really don't die at all. If we are believing in Jesus and we follow Jesus, we really don't die at all. Our body might die, but we won't. We will. Our spirits, our souls will stay alive forever. That's what he was trying to tell her. And then his sister Mary came out of the, out of the house and said the same thing. Jesus, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus said, well, I'm going to show you that I have all power. God has given me all power in heaven and earth. What do you think Jesus did then? Remember the story? He went to the grave. What did he say? Okay, he, 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 prayed, he prayed to God. He did, and he cried. He was sad. He was sad that Lazarus died. And people saw how sad he was, and some of them said, well, why didn't he come earlier? He could have healed him. And then Jesus told them to, to roll away the gravestones. In that, in that day, in those days when they buried them, they would put them in a cave kind of thing and put a stone in front of it. That was their grave. And so he said, well, roll the stone away. And he prayed to God. And then he said, Lazarus, come out. How do you think that worked? Talking to a dead person, coming, telling them to come out of the grave? Ah, he came out of the grave. And he became alive again. But Jesus was showing them that he is life. Jesus is life. And if we have Jesus, if we have him in our hearts, we don't have to be afraid when this body dies, we don't have to be afraid if friends, or parents, grandparents, when, they, when their body passes away and they go to be with Jesus, they didn't really die. This body does, but because of Jesus, because he is the resurrection, he is life. And that person we love and today all of us here John all the family we miss Sarah all of us do all the grandchildren all the church family but you know what she's not dead this body the body that she lived in is but we know that she is not she's more alive now than what she ever ever was before and it's because Jesus is the resurrection. It's all because of that. So as you grow up, let's always remember that. Remember, Jesus is the resurrection. He is the life. And if we follow him, we don't have to be afraid of anything, not even this body dying. We never have to be afraid of that. Isn't that awesome? And we can rejoice. And that's what we were doing here this morning in our singing. I loved it. We were rejoicing that we never have to die because Jesus is the resurrection. Hey, let's remember that. You can go back to your parents.
I can pass around. Is it this one or this one? The one isn't stiff enough. No, it's that one. That isn't workable. This morning I thought we would do something that we do periodically here in the church, and we love doing it. For those of you who are visitors, we just want to invite you to join us into this little interactive experience. You know, the church of Jesus Christ is not centered around one individual, except for Jesus Christ. Jesus said in Matthew 23, don't call any man your father. You have one father in heaven. Don't call any man your teacher. You have one teacher. His name is Christ. And so as we come around on a day like today, and listen to Christ gathering together, the one thing that will happen in heaven, that is happening here, that will remain and continue in heaven, is not prayer. No one will pray in heaven. Prayer is over. Prayer was designed for this earth. There won't be any preaching. Preaching is over. Preaching is only needed on this earth to build up faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. How shall they hear without a preacher? Romans 10. But in heaven, preaching is over. And when heaven comes down to earth and the Lord takes one of his home, I think the Lord is inviting us into this heavenly atmosphere. But there are, there's one thing that remains. Can you tell me what that is? Singing, of course. So there's more than one thing, but Something that we can engage in today. Worship, yes. Okay, there's more than one thing. I'm just thinking of one major thing. What do we, what do, we do when we worship? What do we say? What words? Yes, Deanne? Amen? Oh, we'll say amen. Yep. Worthy? Yes, Jesus is worthy. Praise? Yeah, we're going to praise. Jesus said, heaven and... Huh? Angel, what were you going to say? suggestions things I'm going to rephrase it things that will remain in heaven that we'll continue to do in heaven anyone else 
Yes, our testimony. That is what we're going to talk about, our testimony. What I was thinking of is when Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 35, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will remain. And the greatest comfort, most encouraging word we can share with each other as we experience the death of a loved one is to bring heaven down to earth and share with each other that which will remain forever. God's word. And I think that's the one thing that mom is doing right now. She is fellowshipping with all the saints around the word of Christ. And the testimony of the word lived out in their life while they were on the earth. Shouldn't we join her? Would you like to? Well, today's your opportunity. I invite any one of you whom the Lord has impressed a word from the written word on your heart as you heard of mom's going to heaven or as you thought of how you could comfort dad or the others who knew her well and loved her. What word? Did a word come to your heart? And let the people of God say so. I love that word. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And to encourage us in this exercise, you can turn your Bibles with me to Malachi. Malachi chapter 3, verse 16. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord gave attention and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who esteem his name. But not just the book. God didn't just write. It's like it provoked God into action. Then God spoke. What did he say? Let's read. And they will be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on that day, when I prepare my own possession, I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. So you will again distinguish between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. Verse 2 of chapter 4, But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. And you will go forth and skip about like calves from the stall. How many of you have ever seen that? Huh? How many of you have seen that? Not many of you. Oh, wow. You all should go visit a dairy farm this week and think of this word. Paul has seen it. You let it out a little calf from the stall, especially in the springtime. I'll never forget, I get a vivid image because I've done it so many times when I was young. And you open the gate and those calves are out there not just doing this. They're out there kicking and kicking and dancing. And I mean, they're kicking like a bull that has a guy on its back that doesn't belong there. They're, but they're free. They're just running and skipping. Are you ready to do that? 
That's what you're going to do if you're one of these. If you're not one of these, you'll be depressed. And oppression will set in over you like a cloud and overcome your spirit and you won't know the joy of the Lord in the face of death. But the Lord says, but for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its wings, and you will go forth and skip about like calves from the stall, and you will tread down the wicked. Satan will come against Dad in multitude of ways to discourage him. And perhaps any one of us who've known mom or who experienced the pains of death, sometimes it comes so suddenly you don't even see it coming, like a tidal wave. It just hits you out of nowhere. And it's like it just begins to pour rain over your soul and you want to just cry. Well, for this, this is what the Word of the Lord will do for you in that moment. When you, in that moment, speak, the word of God to your own soul, like Carrie's reminded us that David did all the time in the Psalms. When his soul was disturbed, when his soul was depressed, God's word will be like the sun that will rise up over that cloud and shine on your soul. And you'll skip. But you'll do more than skipping. You will tread down the wicked thoughts those depressing, evil thoughts of discouragement, those accusations of the devil that the devil brings into your heart, those wrestlings with God, like Job wrestled with him, it, life isn't fair, she was only 68. It's wrong, God, I've been robbed, I've been robbed. You'll get that emotion, you will get those feelings, you will have those thoughts. Will you believe them? Will you let the devil drag you down? Or will you allow the word of God to fill your heart in that day? Bring faith and you'll skip like a calf out of the stall and you will tread down those wicked thoughts. They'll be under your feet. Like Romans 16 says, Paul says to the church at Rome, I know that you will soon crush Satan under your feet. It was the promise that God gave to Eve for all her seed in the garden. After he gave her the curse, he gave her a promise. Your feet will bruise his head. That's what he told her. It will crush his head. You will tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day which I am preparing, says the Lord of hosts. And the Lord is inviting every one of us to experience, to join the souls of those who have risen and gone before us in God's presence, where mom is now. <laughs> oh Lord, you know the power of your living word. We can only grasp this power but today we come to open our hearts to your living word and let it be your grace in our hearts. 
For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. So I pray through your Holy Spirit, wherever our souls are, Lord, if we are longing for that eternal life, we've been searching for it for a long time. I pray that today the sun of righteousness would rise like the sun, like it struck Paul on the way to Damascus. It was a light much brighter than the sun at noonday, so bright it blinded his physical eyes and opened the eyes of his heart. And he's seen Jesus, he's seen you, and he heard your voice, and it converted his soul and changed his life. So I pray for every soul that hears your word today, tomorrow, and throughout this week, that you would infuse your word with eternal life. Because Jesus, you said, my words are spirit and they are life. Would you do it among us this morning? For your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. If you have a word that the Lord is bringing to you, just say so. Okay, we're going to turn the mic on here. Did you turn this off? Or is it on? Maybe it's turned off. Not sure. There we go. Turn it down a little bit when it's close to the speaker. A little bit more. Okay, um, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. There is, there is an appointed time for everything, and there is a time for... Oh, yeah. And there is a time for every event under heaven. A time to give birth, and a time to die. A time to plant, and there is a time to uproot what is planted. A time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to tear down, and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to throw stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to shun embracing. A time to search and a time to give up as lost. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear up, tear apart and a time to sew together. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. What profit is there to workers from that in which in which he toils. I have seen the tasks which God has given in the sons of men with which to occupy themselves. And this, and this. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Colossians 3, 1-4 <clears throat> Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory.
Well, I first of all want to say it's an honor to be here. Um, I did a lot of traveling with Martha and I were blessed to be able to do a lot of traveling with, with mom and dad over the past year. And she loved this church. And she loved everyone here so much. And I'm here this morning to to honor my mom. And um, as I was praying the last couple days, and I think it was uh, on Wednesday morning, I was just like, I need a word. It's it's funny how how death does that. It just for me, it just I just needed to hear something from God. And I opened my Bible to 1 Corinthians 15, and it's, I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but in verse, um, let's begin in verse 45. The scripture tells us the first man, Adam, became a living person, but the last Adam, that is Christ, is a life-giving spirit. What comes first is the natural body, when then the spiritual body comes later. Adam, the first man, was made from the dust of the earth, while Christ, the second man, came from heaven. Earthly people are like the earthly man, and heavenly people are like the heavenly man. Just as we now, just as we are now like the earthly man, we will someday be like the heavenly man. What I am saying, dear brothers and sisters, is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever, and we who are living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, the scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? For sin is a sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. And this last verse really spoke to me. Mom loved life, and she poured her lives into everyone here. And this is how she lives. It says, so my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. And I think that sums up mom's life. She did everything to the fullest for Christ. So thank you all for... um, just for the love that you all poured into into mom's life here at this church. Just want to bless you all for that. Thank you.
um, when, when I got the news that mom had sepsis, um, I was on a plane within an hour and I had just grabbed my Bible. I think Carrie quick stuck it in my bag on the way out and I was sitting on the, um, on, in the plane and I had to turn my phone off and I didn't know, you know, if I, when I turned my phone back on, if mom would still be here and I wanted to get to her. Um, but I opened my Bible and it just fell to Psalm 103, um, starting in verse 10. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field, for the wind passes over it and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But I'm so glad. The steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. Anyone else? I think this is just for our family. Apparently we all want to share these scriptures that God has been speaking to us. My thoughts were a lot along with Reuben on mom and we were talking about this a little bit last night, some of those guys and you know, mom had her own opinion. She had she had her own ideas. I mean, anybody that didn't understand that mom was uh, uh, a self-thinker would, wouldn't know mom very well. She definitely taught for herself. I'm sure dad would agree. And the only thing mom did was find one that could be a little bit more stubborn than she could. So um, it worked out great. But I was thinking about how she always, always turned it back to God. Like I'd never seen her, even though... She may have had her ideas. I always see her turn it back to God. And I had to think about 1 Corinthians chapter 3 where it says in verse 10, According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And if you go to... Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, which seems to be my favorite chapter in the Bible these days. Um, beginning in verse 4, it says, Such is the confidence that we have through Christ toward God, not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God, who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. And I've seen this in Mom. She always came back to God, and it was always him who was building up through her. And I find that as such a confidence because I, I get to live with her daughter who is building upon that foundation, which was Jesus Christ. And I think that's the best legacy that we can leave behind us, is that Christ was the one that we trusted in, built upon, and lived for. 
and let others build upon that. Anyone else? Just raise your hand, we'll give you the mic. <clears throat> or even if you just want to share a memory or a testimony, I think this is a precious time for us as a church to just bless the Lord Angel. said, we love you, Sarah. And she hugged me back. And I could feel her strength. I could feel her strength. And I went home and I thought, Sarah is very strong. It was like, it was like she was encouraging me to be strong. I was, I was wanted to tell her we love her. And we and that, uh, we we were hoping well for her, but as Carrie just said, I felt encouraged by her strength. And uh, even though I haven't known I've not known Sarah very long, but for what I have known of of her, I see uh, all her all her children and and grandchildren. She was very blessed to have them all and from what Katie told me that everyone was able to make it and say goodbye and that must have meant a great deal to Sarah and I love that about her she's so so strong and I'm pretty sure that the children can attest to that and um, a scripture that is dear to my heart and at this time the morning I think that um, uh, our Heavenly Father promised, He has given us many promises. And one is that is favor, a favor of mine, a uh, favorite scripture for me, Revelation 21, verses 1 to 4 and 5, which states that He has He's making everything new, and that in this, uh, in this new, uh, order or his death will be no more neither out mourning nor out cry no none of those things be done away with they won't even come back to our to our minds and our heart and that is uh, the hope that I entertain since I have become a Christian and I keep hoping and uh, and I and I I believe that uh, that I'll be there when when the time is when my time it comes amen i just want to read that <clears throat> so that we have the words for very encouraging and i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth passed away and there is no longer any sea and i saw the holy city new jerusalem coming down from heaven out of heaven from god made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he shall dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be among them. 
And he shall wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there shall no longer be any death. There shall no longer be any mourning or crying or pain, for the first things have passed away. And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write, for these words are faithful and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of the water of life without cost. He who overcomes shall inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Anyone else? Uh, yeah, so I remember a memory about Grandma, you know, uh, when she had the strength and when, of course, she felt like it, she would try to play, you know, a board game with me. I mean, I, we did play Monopoly, but Grandpa did win. Um, <laughs> it was a four-player game. And, you know, a lot of times we'd go over there, watch a movie with her, and I was thinking about it. Right now... She's fine. Having only probably feels like a few milliseconds. Mm. And when we get up there, she's going to be like, wow, that wasn't long. That's right. So that's what I wanted to say. Steve? Um... Sarah, when I first uh, came to this congregation, she was one of the first that really, as they say, took me in as like family, the spiritual family. And I would like to share something from Isaiah chapter 43, verses 2 and 4. It says, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. Through the rivers, they shall not uh, overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, Thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flames kindle upon thee. Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee, and people for thy life. Also Jesus says that I have given you life, and life more abundantly. That's in John. So that's what God gives uh, <laughs> abundant life. Uh, here on earth as well as in heaven. Amen. Hank, Hank wants to share. Hank. <clears throat> I've only known uh, Sarah for about a year and a half. I came to this congregation probably, I think it was in June, uh, last June a year ago. But she was such a blessing. And... Uh, your fellow of you have lost a special mother. She was very special to me. We had a lot of talks about a lot of different things, a lot of health issues, of course. But um, something that was revealed to me just in the last couple of days, I was thinking about this, her testimony and the encouragement that she was. There's a verse in <clears throat> Hebrews that talks about Abel and the offering that he made it said him being dead yet speaketh yes 
So I want you to think about it this way. She's alive today. She's still speaking. It's not was, she still is. And that's a blessing. If we know him, we will never die. And I just, yeah, bless you all with that. Anyone else? Jenny? When we started coming to this church, we didn't get to know Sarah when she was in her vibrant, healthy life, but she had a vibrant soul who loved the Lord. And hearing her testimony and her living her life out before us, her testimony lives on in her children. And I think about the goodness of the Lord and that he took a young Amish mom and converted her soul and began a transformation. And, you know, I think of um, Matthew 13, 33, where it says, The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was leavened. And I... Um, Think of Sarah and the family and the life that God took and he used to build his kingdom. And I know that that will continue on. But I wanted to share this hymn, the lyrics of this hymn that came to my heart when I came in this morning. I think it sums up a lot of what was shared this morning. It is called, All Glory Be to Christ. Should nothing of our efforts stand, no legacy survive, unless the Lord does raise the house, in vain its builders strive. To you who boast tomorrow's gain, tell me, what is your life? A mist, it vanishes at dawn, all glory be to Christ. All glory be to Christ our King, all glory be to Christ. His rule and reign will ever sing, all glory be to Christ. His will be done, his kingdom come on earth as is above, who is himself our daily bread. Praise him, the Lord of love. Let living water satisfy the thirsty without price. Come eat of him our, daily, our living bread. All glory be to Christ. When on the day the great I am, glory be to Christ. Amen. <clears throat> Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 1 a good name is better than a good ointment and the day of one's death is better than the day of one's birth it is better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting because that is the end of every man and the living takes it to heart when a baby is born we had a few babies born here in the church lately we didn't do this we didn't talk about their testimony. They didn't have a testimony yet. We praised God for the life, but the life was still to be lived. You see how much better it is, the day of one's death, and the glory that Christ gets is magnified over the person's life. Almost every Sunday, someone requested prayer for mom in this place for the last few months. 
And I think just before they left, we prayed over them. And I think that we should do that for Dad now. God answered our prayers, church. Don't think he didn't. He healed her 100% wholly forever. God answered our prayers, even if it wasn't what our hearts wished for 10 more years or more. I said 10 and Katie said, I say 20. (laughs) But the Lord said, now. So can we do that, Dad? Would you mind just coming up here? And I'm going to invite anyone and everyone who wants to come up, especially the ministry team here, but all of you to just come up. Let's stand around him and commit his soul to the Lord. There's something that mom wrote in a letter (laughs) to to every one of the children. And she said, please tell daddy to keep walking with Jesus. Please, she said to every letter, help him to keep walking with Jesus. So let's help him. Go ahead, anyone who'd like to pray. For the men's book Bible study, um, is canceled for this week. It was scheduled for Wednesday night. Hey, precious brother. Thank you. Um, I don't know that you can use this. I don't know that I can add anything to that. I suspect Mama would have been slightly embarrassed to hear everyone talking about her so much, but I think it would have been, uh, there would have been so much joy that the bulk, I believe, of what was shared was bringing glory to God. Thank you all for taking part in that. It was a blessing to me, and it was a glory to God, and I believe it was hopefully a blessing to each one of you here. Thank you for being here and taking part in that. Um, Run over uh, some announcements real quick. We do have a meal planned. I believe there's plenty for all, and for... uh, our home church here, if we could do the, if we could honor the family and allowing them to go through the food line first and uh, get their food and have access to the tables or whatever they want, uh, and then our visitors can follow them as well. Uh, let's let's do that for them and and serve them in any way we can. Throughout the week here, until. Uh, especially through this week and until the final uh, celebration of Sarah's life on Saturday, there will be opportunities to, I'm sorry, Friday, said that wrong. It is Friday. Um, I think most of you have that information. Let me run that over that real quickly. Uh, there's a visitation here Thursday, January 25th. 4 to 5 p.m. and 6 to 8 p.m. if you want to uh, come and, and spend time with the family and encourage them. And then the, the funeral, I prefer celebration of life, is Friday on the 26th at 12.30 at the E. Free Church in Eaton. And if any of you need any uh, info on that, where that is, I think most people do know, but uh, 
Anything in, in the meantime, if you have family coming into town, anybody needs help with logistics, feel free to point them to uh, myself or to Dave Yoder. We'll uh, try to keep logistics uh, flowing. If you want to uh, bless the family with meals or anything, uh, Dave and Faith are coordinating that. Feel free to contact them throughout the week as well. Um, so just, uh, let's just walk with the family through this time and, and bless them in, in whatever way we can. And uh, the family, Katie, Reuben, Paul, Sarah, Papa, we love you guys. If there's anything we can do for you guys this week, in the days ahead, please reach out. We're not a large congregation here, but we want to help out in whatever way we can. Please, please reach out if you need anything at all. Continue to give glory to God. Father, we come to you. I thank you for your presence here this morning. And I thank you that through it all, the glory is to your name. And I believe that through Sarah's life and through our sharing about her this morning, that you have been glorified. And I pray, Father, that that would be the desire of each one here today, that when we come to the end of our life, and even now, Father, that it can be said of us that our lives were all to your glory. I pray that that would be our testimony. And I pray, Father, as we continue to fellowship and to share together, that you would continue to speak to us, speak comfort into our hearts and encouragement. I thank you for the food that's been provided. We pray your blessing on it. I pray that your will would be done in each one of our lives now and in the days to come. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed.